Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. Joining me today on this show, you might have seen him dropping some fire on Twitter with interacting with the Lightning Network, sending Bitcoin across the SMS cellular network. He is interacting with Bitcoin in Africa without an internet connection on an old cell phone and orange pilling many people in the process. Machankura is the Twitter handle. This young man's name is Kotatsu. And he joins me today to talk us through why he entered into the Bitcoin rabbit hole and what gave him this idea. And more, guys. You're going to have your minds blown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to win. We're all going to make it. These, these are memes for a reason. Uh, before we get into this show, I do want to make sure I give the deserved shout out to the sponsors of the show. You know who they are by now. Best Bitcoin companies out there. Swan Bitcoin. Relay and coin corner and then shift crypto have you safe with the hardware wallet so if you want to stack in the us you can use swan if you hit these links in the show notes guys you know what happens you're going to get unlocked a little goodie of some sort in the case of swan you get free 10 bucks swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten but they have a private service as well as do relay so you make uh you, you might want to make sure that if you are going to start committing a lot of your hard-earned fiat you're going to start harnessing your time and energy in a different form of, uh, of a medium of exchange, being Bitcoin, a store of value, then check out their private services. Both Swan and Relay offices offer this, and it's very interesting. Coincorner.com. They have you covered. Euros or pounds. You can smash buy because they're an exchange, or you can set up your auto buys. More importantly, you can get yourself their, your own email lightning style address so you can uh, start receiving satoshis in a different way and put their bolt cards to use because they're doing a great job of uh, onboarding merchants throughout not just the uk other parts of europe as well and they've got bigger plans there as well get to a conference guys i was just at surfing bitcoin in Biarritz. it was awesome big shout out guys brilliant job can't wait to come back uh, I'll be in Amsterdam. I'm looking forward to meeting the plebs over there. This is brought to you by BTC Media, the same guys that set up the Miami conferences. So it's going to be a pretty good one. Uh, Riga, I'm going to be there. That's this weekend as you're listening. Uh, make sure you come up and say hi if you're going to be over there. Liberty in our lifetime in Prague, 21st to 23rd of October. I'm also going to be there. So is Stefan Levera, I know for sure. And Alex Svetsky. We're going to be like the, the Bitcoin representatives at a non-Bitcoin focused conference. It's going to be good fun. Pacific Bitcoin over on the West Coast. Swan, i put in that one on. Make sure you hit the links in the show notes, guys, for any discounts that you could unlock there. Make sure, though, you're stacking your sats safely. Get the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Take control of the world's finest asset to ever be discovered if you're not taking this seriously you certainly should be head to shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bit and that will get you a five percent discount on this piece of equipment now let's do this show thanks for joining i hope you enjoy this one all right kotatsu we are recording brother it's great to meet you i know we just had a very very quick introduction here but we've got one hour to make this happen so lauren uh -huh. lauren's gonna fire away with the first question as usual why Bitcoin? Why Bitcoin, right? Um, well, for me, I was just curious. I uh, wanted to see what or how I should be using my money uh, when I started working. Right? And I explored all these different things. I explored equities. I explored uh, shit coins. I explored um, the lotto even, right? And yeah, Bitcoin has just been the most stable option uh, for me over time. Right? Um, and stable in a sense of, oh, I understand what's going on because the thing that was there 
in 2009 is basically still there today right so learning about it over the years i didn't get my understanding of it kind of shifted um so it allows me to then you know think about other things knowing that one plus one is still equals to two uh i can then work on other uh, calculations or work on other ideas knowing that the foundation is still stable and yeah so for me that's why bitcoin all right that was that was a good answer mm-hmm. i mean every answer is good but uh... yes it is uh so cool. do, do you have any further ans- uh questions you want answered No, I don't think so. Plus, you have an hour, and I'm also and I'm obviously stealing all the spotlight here, so I'm just gonna go. So. Do you want to know where he lives, where he, where he, where he is? Do you think that's important to know? I don't know if he's comfortable with it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm in South Africa. I, um, I live in Pretoria. Uh, but now I'm in a village called Moloto in Bumalanga, uh, where my grandmother stays, and I'm paying her a visit. Nice. We've not mm. been to South Africa yet. Yeah. yeah. South Africa. Yeah, one, one day. We have yeah. good weather. Weird weather, though, uh, in some places, but yeah, good weather all around. All right, cool. Well, thank yeah. you, Lauren. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, well, let's... um. Let's back it up and find out before we talk about the uh, the project that you're building and uh, taking Twitter by storm with. Uh, let's find mm-hmm. out a little bit more about um, your rabbit hole. What's um, what brought you to look into the rabbit hole? What why did you start researching about Bitcoin? Yeah. Um. So for me. Um, I'll have to then go to the first time I heard about it, which was in university while studying computer science. Uh, one of the computer security lectures had it in one of his lectures, and he talked about it, showed all the news articles, obviously all the negatives, all the good. Uh, and we had an exchange in South Africa, I think one of the biggest exchanges now. Uh, it's called Luno, but it used to be called BitX at that time. And yeah, so he was just uh, showing us a few things around Bitcoin. Didn't really say much. He just said, is this thing, you'll have to do your own research, yada, yada, yada. And yeah, the my the friend I was sitting with created a Luna account and I didn't. Um, This was like 2015 or so. And yeah, I totally ignored it and forgot about it for like a full year. And yeah, 2016 comes around and I'm doing some tech stuff on the internet. And one of these things um, resulted in me getting a reward. Right? So it was like a 1000 USD reward. So the options they gave to me to receive the payment was either PayPal or Bitcoin. Right? And yeah, that is around the time where I actually thought more deeply about Bitcoin because, yeah, no, it could be in my position. And yeah, I think 1,000 USD was 1.3 Bitcoin at the time. So I asked myself, okay, what am I going to do with this Bitcoin once I have it? And I looked at all the options. Oh, I need to hold it. Okay. And I looked at all the options that PayPal had and... Yeah, people accepted on pretty much every online store in the world. And I was like, okay, cool. I could, you know, uh, buy some music, buy a laptop and do all of that jazz. And that is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, even on my Twitter, on my personal Twitter, there's a tweet from 2016, note to self. Bitcoin, right? Um, because I was like, yo, I technically need to spend more time looking into this as people are bringing it up. But yeah, I t- took the PayPal money and spent it, bought a laptop. The laptop doesn't work anymore. Um, had to uh, replace the hard drive a few times, but I think now what's fried was the motherboard, right? Since I do so much stuff on uh, programming and stuff, I literally, uh, yeah, it just got fried. And yeah, 2017 came along the bull market. Bitcoin is all over the news. Right? And it's like, I don't know, five times 
more or 10 times more valuable than when I got introduced to it. And then I was like, wait a minute, there's really something I missed when I looked at um, receiving Bitcoin and what I would do with it. So I read up on it a bit more. And that's where the shit coining began because in my head I was like, oh, I could actually make money off of this. And yeah, sadly, no, right? Because most of these uh, alt uh, alternative coins are going to zero anyway. And yeah, so I bought a lot of tokens on, on Binance and 2018 happened and the bear market the 2018 uh bear market happened and all of them kind of like went to zero and to highlight that binance actually implemented a feature i think it's called dust collection or dust trade or something there's a page on binance where you can go uh to trade all the tokens that are that have lost so much value, you can't trade them on the Binance engine anymore. You know, they do not fulfill the minimum trade amount. Uh, so you just trade them for BNB, I think. So yeah, for me, that's when I was like, nah, I can really not keep doing this. Um, let me figure out what I didn't read about uh, with uh, regards to Bitcoin. And yeah, so I started reading about um, as much about Bitcoin as I can. Mastering Bitcoin, I read that on Christmas, uh, uh, funniest thing, I think 2018 or 2017, uh, I was reading that. And then 2018, I read The Bitcoin Standard by Safer D. And... Yeah, then it sent me on a way deeper rabbit hole where I was like, okay, there's so many topics covered on this, right? Um, like economics, monetary history, and all of these different things. So how am I going to cover it all? Uh, I was fortunate enough that the place I was working at, it was a research institution. So I could read some of it as part of work because they had a project or research topic that had to do with Bitcoin. Uh, sadly, the conclusion on that project was that Bitcoin is good and all, but the thing to really pay attention to is the blockchain. Right. right. So, yeah. And I was like, okay, guys, you conclude whatever you conclude. Right. I'm going to continue reading. And yeah, so I ended up even reading Human Action by Ludwig von Mises. And yeah, but I, most of these things were audiobooks uh, uh, because I would uh, listen to them on the commute to work and on the commute back. So it's like a 20-minute commute, but I ended up turning it into a two-hour commute right? just because I could finish a chapter uh, or, or in that two hours. So two hours going to work, two hours coming back. And yeah, so um, when I felt like I was done, I was like, Nah, man. How do how does someone bring this back where I'm from, which is a township or the village of Moloto, right? Um, a lot of the people here don't really speak English as their second, maybe not even third or fourth language, and all of this literature is in English. So how do how do you make it more accessible? So I started this other project called Exunumia, which is what the um, my name on the thing on the zoom call so on that project it's a non-profit we translate um bitcoin literature into african languages right? so the whole aim for it is to make bitcoin literature as accessible as possible to the people who are motivated enough to want to read about it and the main goal for that project, I believe, is ultimately translate so much literature that we also have human action translated into African languages. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, that is basically my rabbit hole in a nutshell. Wow, man. Okay. University. Let's go back to university. So the professor, th this mm -hmm. is... This isn't normal, I don't think. I think now, even like uh, our universities over here, that they're still not even touching on on Bitcoin, and they're not talking about the fact that uh, the Byzantine general's problem 
has been solved mm-hmm. that they're still singing from the hymn sheet that uh, you will never be able to solve this problem whereas like uh, you know if you're a bitcoiner sitting in one of these lectures you can just raise your hand and say yo this has been done guys like 2009 yeah what like what what kind of lectures were you sitting through was that the kind of thing that you were hearing as well no um no not at all actually uh this lecture was like okay um technically it works right um it just also has a lot of uh negatives connected to it so he wasn't sure which direction it was taken but from a technical perspective i think even him presenting it um he presented it because he believes it works and yeah it's just that he couldn't um what's the word avoid all the negative uh press it was getting at the time i don't know if it was silk road um around that time for silk road or mancox or whatever so yeah technically those were the stories that would pop up if someone uh googled bitcoin at, at that time right? but he was presenting it from believing that technically this thing works and we also have companies in south africa who are actually building on top of it so yeah he wasn't saying no um we can't solve all of these things i wonder if he's a bitcoiner now have you ever kept in touch with that professor do you do you know any of your uh like younger friends cousins brothers sisters or anything that are studying underneath him have you got any word no no i haven't but i still have this phone number which is you know um i might send him a text one of these days and say yo um you actually one of the guys who introduced me to Bitcoin. Uh, uh, would you like to have a conversation? Uh, but yeah. It's got to be done, brother. You could text him some mm-hmm. sats. I mean, let's, Most definitely. let's talk about this. This is what this is all uh-huh. about. Like you took Twitter by mm-hmm. storm when you dropped this tweet about how you're building this project out so that uh, people can just use a... Uh, a dumb phone for one of a better word uh like one of the mm-hmm. original cell phones that's not even connected to the internet but you can still interact mm-hmm. across the lightning network and send each other satoshis using an old-fashioned cellular phone across cellular data how did mm-hmm. you even begin to start figuring out this project yeah Mm, well, let me say that we have had mobile money in Africa for a while. Okay? So um, it's uh, mobile money is our form of digital payments uh, across the continent, uh, made popular in Kenya by something called Mpesa. Right? Mm-hmm. And so everyone knew that, oh, this thing works and this thing exists. And it is um, using similar technology that I'm using, actually, uh, similar interfaces that I'm using. And yeah, so um, a few, I think a decade ago, I was a part of this other random team where we were trying to integrate the mobile money operators in South Africa specifically because they are telecoms-based. So if you're using Vodacom and I'm using MTN, you literally cannot send me money, right? And what's even worse, the banks are now also creating their own versions of mobile money. And um, if you're using APSA and I'm using FNB, you can't send me money. Right? Or you can, but then I'd have to go to an FNB ATM to receive it or an APSA ATM to receive it, so on and so forth. So the idea we were trying to do was integrate them. So whether or not, whatever you send it, uh, the thing to me, form i can just receive it from any other device so that is where i've got to explore the ussd technology in depth right and then yeah earlier this year i set up a lightning node uh, on a pi and yeah so it runs and then i was like, okay now that i have a node what do i do Right. And ultimately, that is what happened. Right, I, I'm still running the service on a Raspberry Pi, by the way. Um, so I'm I'm trying to phase it out. Uh, I think sometime this week I'm going to get actual hardware. Or oh, I have the hardware. I just need to set it up, and then I phase out that Pi and keep it for my hobbies and stuff like that. But yeah, as soon as I had that Pi, I explored uh, some technical aspects of it, and I explored things like lightning addresses. Uh, LNURL and then I was like wow this is very prime for what's the word uh, the 
what we need in the space. Right? So technically speaking, I'm not the first person to do this. There was a project in 2013 that did it. I think it was called Capucha. Uh, I think it was shut down three weeks after it started or within a few months after it started. Um, just to let you know, it was shut. They shut down its Fiat on ramp and off ramp. And those guys decided that it wasn't worth it for them to do the project anymore, I believe. I don't know the actual reasons, but all I know is that it doesn't work anymore. And I think some other guy in 2018 also was doing a USSD menu, but he ended up making a good old-fashioned remittance platform uh, without Bitcoin or USSD anywhere in that, right? But when I looked at it and looked at Lightning addresses and everything, I was like, wait, Bitcoin addresses really don't make sense on a dumb phone. You know, how are you going to input a 63 character string without making a mistake? Right? Lightning addresses solve that problem, human readable, human writable. So at the core of it, that is how we should be interfacing with Bitcoin. Right? Um, not just lightning, I feel at this current moment, but even on chain, like um, I send you my lightning address. I believe at some point in there, you should be able to get my Bitcoin address. Right. Uh, so that might be a push I want to do at a later point. But the lightning address solves so many problems as to how people share um how to send and receive Bitcoin. And I use that as the primary method for sending and receiving on uh, the app, right? And then there were other limitations with USSD, like a 20 seconds session timeout. So if a user doesn't send a message within 20 seconds, my session times out. And so I couldn't do things like too long of an input you know which is what a normal bitcoin address is and there's also 160 character limit so i couldn't do a blockchain in i mean a lightning invoice which is most of the time way over 160 characters mm -hmm. uh, the other day it was 430 characters and i was like damn that's a lot um and so i can't do lightning invoices what i could do in the the future is maybe support ball 12 uh, invoices or ball 12 offers uh, right but even they can go above the 160 character limit but i'll wait to see if anyone actually oh yeah as more and more people support ball 12 i'll probably add it as well to the interface just to see if people will use it um but it makes sense in the medium or the gsm medium which has a lot of limits around the 160 characters, right? And yeah, um, but yeah, that's basically how I went about setting it up. I had already had some knowledge on USSD. Well, I had some knowledge on Bitcoin. I set up a node and got to explore what was happening in the Lightning space. And Lightning addresses just seemed to make a lot of sense for this medium, right? And yeah. Mate, uh, all right. I got a lot of questions, some really basic ones for you. Uh, mm -hmm. For those of us not um, savvy enough in the, the world of technology, when when I look at this, it says like uh, sent across USSD. My mind suddenly thinks, mm, what's that? Some kind of shitcoin that is being uh, used in the middle. But I, I now mm -hmm. come to realize it's clearly some kind of network technology. What, what does USSD stand for? Yeah, uh, I really don't even know what it stands for. Let, <laughs> let me just say that, right? I'm going to have to Google it and hopefully my internet is quick enough. Okay, cool. It stands for Unstructured Supplementary Service Data. So uh -huh. what, okay. I, yeah, what, what I usually say is it's interactive SMS. So you have a number that starts with a star and ends with a hash. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and as soon as you dial that number, your phone knows what to do and your phone starts an um, interactive session or a live session. Uh, it's almost like a chatbot that you're talking to. And then this chatbot responds with uh, a prompt for input. Right? So the prompt can also be options uh, that you can give it for input. And yeah, so that is the beauty of it all, because I don't even have to teach a person how to use the service. 
All I have to teach them is the code that they need to press and then they will get a prompt and they will be able to respond to that prompt because it's the prompt and an input box and that's about it. And it doesn't get easier than that. Um, and yeah, a lot of people have been seeing videos of other people using it and saying it's slow and all of that compared to like scanning a QR code and everything, right? But for the older people, this is the the type of slow that they've been waiting for all their lives. You know? <laughs> uh, each and every step is, is or taking the speed and time that they would take to process it. Like, oh, I put amount, oh, I put an address, you know, and the load times just helps them process the thing. So, yeah. Um, this is how the tortoise catches the hare, right? Because exactly. we, we have hundreds of millions of people that um, don't even have the smartphone, might still have the old kind of cellular phone and never, ever going to mm -hmm. migrate to one of these things, whether that's just yeah. personal choice or whether that's um, just uh, a fact of life that they're not that they're unable to do that. But, you know, mm -hmm. these smartphones are dumb phones if you don't have an internet service, right? I mean, if you do not have like a, a network exactly. to connect to, these things are mm -hmm. pointless. Like you may as well have a Nokia 6210 in your hand. Uh, so when mm -hmm. uh, you know the use case, let's talk through a use case. You're you're in a you're in a remote area, you're in a village, yeah. but you want to go, mm -hmm. you want to hang with your friends, or you want to go and you know have a beer or two, um, or you just want to go and buy some groceries. This is, I mean, USSD fixes this, and it's not a shitcoin. It's a network, mm -hmm. <laughs> like you know, yeah, a network we've had for a long, long time. Um, so um, so walk us through what you would do then. You walk into the bar, you want to orange pill the guy, um, he takes out his cell phone. Um, what are the steps? What what does he what does he need to do? What do you need to show him? Okay, yeah. So obviously every orange pilling session is quicker if you just send the guy some sets, right? So if you know the person's phone number, you just input it or you ask them for the phone number and send them sets, they should get an SMS that says, oh, you've just received sets, so on and so forth. But just in case they don't get an SMS, you just have to take over as the orange pillar um, because also people like, you know, have weird... Uh, cell phone plans, uh, you never know if they will or will not receive an SMS. So you just give them the code they should dial in South Africa is star 134, star 382, star 382. Complicated code. But in other countries, it's like star 384, star 8333. Mm -hmm. right? um, the goal is it should be a triple three in all countries over time right and uh the reason behind a triple three is a standard uh port for bitcoin d um the software so if you're running the bitcoin no uh, bitcoin node the port that it's running on or it's a triple three so yeah i want people to dial that code uh to access the ussd service so um, yeah and for now, I'm just taking whichever codes I find, and I'll handle the paper, get a later time to get the ideal code. Um, yeah, so they dial that, they get prompted to register an account or learn more about the service. Right. So they also learn a little more about Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin? Who started it? I'm, I have not actually spent as much time as I should have on that side. Uh, so this is all in just a text format. So if I dial yeah. that, if I dial that, I get a like a prompt, like you said, mm -hmm. and it might just mm -hmm. say, number one, uh, do you want to receive Satoshis? And I can just press enter or yeah. tick or Ooh. whatever. Yeah, or one or input input one. Input one. Yeah. Yeah. So you you type one and then you send that. And then right. I receive your input. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This person wants to create an account. And then I ask you for a pin, which is then used to secure your account. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So once you, you input your pin, five digit pin, six digit pin, even eight digit pin, I just went with five for a random reason. Um and yeah, then I create your account with your pin, and now you can see the menu that users would see, which is send Bitcoin, receive Bitcoin, 
yada 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 all these oh buy bitcoin buy goods and services and see your transaction history so yeah first thing you would do is usually go to the settings and set a username so mm-hmm. that you don't have to use your phone number to receive bitcoin and yeah so for example your your user line because i tried this out your username i tried this out with you earlier right uh, your username mm-hmm. is uh sigidly at triple three dot moby right so yeah. if you've if you're going through this process um you choose it, it prompts you set up a username you choose your username that's now done and in mm-hmm. uh are you now all set up you're ready to go that that's created your um lightning address yeah i'm ready to go everything works <laughs> If I'm going through this process, uh, Mm -hmm. all these prompts that I'm receiving to set up this account, um, that's all programmed in. You've done all that already. That's just uh, running Mm -hmm. in the background. It's not like you're the dude sitting there trying to handle all of these. uh, It's done. It's it's, Mm -hmm. it's built. It, it, It works. Yeah, I love my sleep, so I will never do something like that. Yeah, so everything is just automated. You fucking legend, man. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah. And I think the other great thing about it is just Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. Um, because literally after I had the proof of concept, I was like, oh, this code works the same in every country. Right? Uh, and that's what I did. I just deployed it to like six other countries. And yeah, now we're in nine countries. And I'm like, oh, damn, this is, you know, the most convenient rollout I've ever had in my life. Um, but um, I think it brings, what's this, the web closer to the telecom. Mm-hmm. Because I think before Bitcoin, anything you did had to take into consideration, or like on the telecom side, had to take into consideration which country you are in, what type of infrastructure they have, financial infrastructure and stuff like that. But with Bitcoin, it's Bitcoin. It works in any country, right? So um, I don't even have to know which country has mobile money or doesn't have mobile money. Uh, all I need to do is set it up, deploy it, and then everything else will come after the fact. At the bare minimum, people in each country that I'm deployed to can send and receive Bitcoin. And, and you know, one other thing to, to mention here is even if, let, let's say I'm stood there, I do have a mobile phone, the person I want to buy something from, excuse me, I do have a smartphone, but the person I want to buy something from has the cell phone. All I need mm-hmm. to do is open my wallet of Satoshi. This is what I did with with yours when we were testing this earlier. Mm-hmm. I opened mm-hmm. up wallet of Satoshi. I uh, I hit the um, send, and then uh, mm-hmm. I I just typed in your sigidly at eight triple three dot mobi. Then mm-hmm. I input the amount like one thousand five hundred sats, and mm-hmm. so, so it's going yeah. it's going from wallet of Satoshi to a cell phone. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, and even that user with a cell phone could uh, print out this QR code, a static QR code that if you are using Wallet of Satoshi with your smartphone, can come and scan it. And then well, you, you can do you can do that on like the Nokia, like the, the old, old phones. Oh, you can... not, yeah, he will have to, you know, print it separate from his phone. I uh, was going to say, yeah. okay, that would be yeah. super oh. cool if you had like a, <laughs> a QR code on those old things. <laughs> yeah, do not make me go down that road. Right? <laughs> it sounds cool enough to give me sleepless night trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but, I can't imagine those displays are anywhere near big enough to um to to achieve that. They uh, might be, they might be. It's a ninety by ninety um uh, mm-hmm. image, sometimes fifty by fifty image. So they might be big enough to actually show a QR code. What really? Um. Or could you even um? Could you show a quarter of a QR code at a time? Um, is there? Yeah. yeah, but then you have you're gonna have issues with the other apps that right. you know. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think yeah, such a device would be able to show a QR code. Mm. All you have to do is figure it out. Oh, yeah. 
so it looks very detailed even though uh, the screen is you know it's a color screen even so yeah uh chances are i i could spend some time and figure out how to show a qr code on this uh oh sorry brother yeah, but I'm going to do it for a future version of this project, actually, which is then how do you, because this is all a custodial lightning service, right? Mm -hmm. Because technically, yo, the technology has too many limitations for a person to be their own bank. Right? Um, but the tech, there is a way to do it non-custodially. Right? Okay. Um, because that, that was going to be that was going to be my next question like literally going to oh, be uh, like uh okay so we got this far the uh the shop uh -huh. owner is now accepting bitcoin how do we get them to the next mm -hmm. step and self-custody so you've clearly already thought this this aspect through yeah all right, all right. so yeah so this bad boy right here is a sim card mm -hmm. oh, no, so i can show you but either way this won't be on the thing so yeah let me put it back so the sim card actually runs on a platform called java card right so it's a i believe it's a subset of java and um, it has a few of the apis and you can literally use the sim card to store private keys it also has private keys on it already because of its nature. So you could also use those private keys to sign uh, Bitcoin transactions. Right? And I think around 2013 or 2015, um, Ledger had a proof of concept uh, project where they were using a Java card for signing Bitcoin transaction. The repo is actually open source. Uh, any person who's interested in looking it up can find it. Right. And yeah, well, it works with their ledger software. It does whatever it does. And then recently, like a few weeks ago, I was made aware of another project, Spectre. I think the desktop uh, wallet. Um, so Spectre has a DIY thing that also has a Java card repo where they were signing Bitcoin transactions using Java card. And Java card is literally the platform that's running on SIM cards, right? So on each and every SIM card, there's something else called a SIM toolkit, which is an applet that as soon as you load uh, the SIM card on your phone, you will find this applet or uh, just sitting uh, on the phone's menu screen. Even on Android, I think you will see, you should see it, depending on which provider you, you're on. Yeah, mine just says SIM Toolkit. Mm -hmm. uh, I think on iOS, it also has a similar thing called SIM Toolkit. So all a person will have to do is then program an applet or SIM Toolkit that signs Bitcoin transactions and yeah, validates that it can also receive Bitcoin transactions. Right? So this is what our side project is going to be for Machangura. Right? Uh, figure out a way to allow people to actually uh, yeah, hold Bitcoin on a, a dumb phone, non-custodially. Um, the stretch goal for... Huh? I was going to say for the the cost of nothing, basically, because the SIM card, you need the SIM card anyway. So it's not like you're yeah. buying another piece of, you know, we're, we're very uh, kind of privileged, I suppose. I need a hardware mm -hmm. wallet. I go spend a hundred bucks and I buy myself a Bitbox, uh, shout out to mm -hmm. Bitbox. But th that's yeah. not the case for, for many people. So now you're going to figure out a way to turn a SIM card into a hardware wallet, essentially basically yeah you, you actually put it perfectly All right so yeah um it should already be possible uh the only thing left to figure out is to you know the ux because um you know uh someone has to actually figure out how the sim toolkit works works well and yeah so that's the side project while we are still doing the lightning custodial stuff man do, do you are you using like a ldk uh like lightning development kit stuff is there anything on there that can help you out oh no um, for the non-custodial stuff specifically there is a project i think it's called the validating lightning signer that 
could be used as a base uh, for um, not just doing non-custodial on-chain, but non-custodial lightning transaction as well. Um, but on-chain stuff, I think there's so much in the space. Uh, like, as I said, Spectre, Java Card, Repo, mm -hmm. the Ledger, Java Card, Repo. So on-chain, I consider that as already working. Right. The only thing is just to figure out how to make it work seamlessly for people uh, who are picking it up and using the GSM medium instead of a laptop or whatever uh, software is uh, used as the primary means to access that Java card. Do the 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 telecom uh, the telecom company uh, that's providing the SIM are they mm -hmm. ever able to read? Like let's say you 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 do manage yeah. to to turn this into a Bitcoin wallet, but the, are they? Mm -hmm. Where's the privacy? Is this a trade off? Have you... Yeah. So um, there's a way to send encrypted SMSs as well. So yeah, yeah uh, most of the communications will then be encrypted SMSs uh, to and from um, the service provider. Or you know about Electrum, right? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, you'd have a GSM version of Electron that you are sending um, SMSs to, encrypted SMSs to, and then it's either responding with um, the blocks or whatever it needs to respond to for you to use um, Bitcoin. You're blowing my mind right now. Hey, man. Uh this is me working on this on a regular basis. Like, wow, this can work. Damn. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Uh, think of some more questions, Dan. Um, so a lot of these phones nowadays have slots for two SIM cards. Is that the case for the old cell phones? Is there an angle oh, here? Yeah. That... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, continue your question, though. Yeah, I was just going to say, is there an angle here to have like uh, two SIM cards in there? Um, one just dedicated for like uh, phone calls and whatever else. And then the other one dedicated like, you know, encrypted hardware SIM card wallet within your phone for like uh, the cost of cents, basically. Yeah, so yes, uh, there's a way. Um, what technically happens is a lot of phones these days have two sim cards even the feature phones right but um there's something else there's another technology called sim overlay right so you just take your sim card and it's another sim card as well that you overlay on top of your ordinary sim card and then you put that within your phone right so that overlaid sim card then works using your normal phone's infrastructure your normal phone's number, your normal phone's airtime or phone credits, and that's it. Uh, so you don't need two SIM cards. You can literally use your regular SIM card and overlay this SIM solution on top of your normal SIM card. Man, all right, this is going to orange pill a lot of people. Because if it like, works, if it works, if yeah, build mm -hmm. it, they, build it, they will come. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. I I already have faith in you, brother. Like uh, I think you're gonna make this happen. <laughs> Just having spent forty minutes with you, um, yeah. This this changes. I mean, this changes the whole game, doesn't it? Hey, man, it's about time. Yeah, it, it truly is. Mm -hmm. How how are you getting? Uh, do, do you have people uh, helping you out with funding? Of uh, what um. What what kind of you know responses have you been getting from the community? Oh uh, yeah, uh, responses have been very positive. You know, um, yeah, I've also integrated a few services onto uh, the platform. The first service was Bitrefill, uh, because you know, um, going back to how I got introduced to Bitcoin, I was like, how am I going to use this Bitcoin after I receive it? Right? 
uh, I would rather accept something I could use at a later point. So Bitrefill allows you to live on Bitcoin. So yeah, the first integration we did was just to buy airtime. And since they support pretty much any country in the world, I could um, buy airtime for any number using the service. And yeah, that worked and it worked well. And yeah, um, so my a person using my service could just be on this device and buy a time from Bitrefuel. Uh, they don't even know it's Bitrefuel until they get a notification telling them that oh, this ad time is from Bitrefuel, right? And yeah, so we're gonna have other things like electricity. We already have electricity in SA because there's a company called Crypto Convert that allows you to spend sats to get electricity watts. Right. And yeah, great guy, very technical as well. He used hotel invoices. So if he's unable to vent the electricity to the meter number that you gave him, he cancels the lightning transaction. And so he doesn't need to have a refund policy or a refund mechanism because your payment will just fail. And great guy. Uh, great integration, loved working on it. And yes, the other, and I think this has been my favorite integration thus far, has been from Azteco, uh, who sell the Bitcoin vouchers. Right? So anyone who saw my Twitter timeline today, I don't know when this is going up, but August 80th is today uh, for Machangura. I was basically walking around the, the village in Moloto, uh, buying these vouchers from as many of the stores as I could. And in a span of an hour, I managed to buy Bitcoin vouchers or redeem Bitcoin from these vouchers from seven out of eight stores. Right? So yes, I was buying small amounts, but hey, um, who uh, this was a proof of concept, right? So yeah, so seven out of eight stores were selling these vouchers and I could successfully redeem it also from you know the ussd interface so from a feature phone i was using my smartphone because it makes it easier for me to post everything so yeah uh, i've really enjoyed the azteco integration and because it matches up with the bitrefill or crypto convert integration so well so a person can go from no coiner to being orange pilled to accumulating bitcoin to spending Bitcoin on airtime, electricity, maybe even groceries, all in a span of a day, right? And all on this device, right? So, yeah. Um, all on an old telephone. Uh, basically, right? Even today... Without touching the internet. Without touching any internet. Right? <laughs> yeah. Even today, as I was buying those vouchers, an old man was asking me what I was doing with those vouchers. And I was like, yo, I'm going to load Bitcoin. Right? And mm -hmm. he's like, yo, these smartphones do very interesting things these days. Right? Yeah, I need to go back to that store and be like, yo, old man, you don't even need a smartphone. You can just buy that voucher and load it up on this uh, feature phone, the very phone you have in your pocket right now. Probably, I'm assuming he has a phone. Um, and yeah, but that is the thing, right? But to answer your question, the community has been very positive, very welcoming. And these integrations are part of that. Uh, and yeah, I've also had uh, like a lot of conversations with people who are interested in funding the project. Um, yeah, but you know, um, we are in a very interesting time. So I'm very cautious with the conversations I'm having uh, as there's way too many shitcoin projects in the space, yep. shitcoin funders, right? So be, I be aware of those shitcoin VCs buzzing around. Yeah, right? so, yeah. yeah so funniest thing, I think was sometime this week, one of them sent me a message and I went to their website and I just searched for the word Bitcoin, right? Uh, it's a very long portfolio, very long website. And I send him a screenshot on some, yo, I can't find the word Bitcoin on your thing. Yeah. And his response still didn't use the word Bitcoin. He's like, yo, we've worked on like 200 other projects and stuff like that. So I'm like, eh, okay. Um, I already know what I won't be doing or who I won't be talking further with. But yeah. But 
overall from a community perspective like the it's been a very warm reception right and yeah very is, good conversations as well is there a, is there a business model here is there is this something you could turn into yeah, yeah? What, what is that yeah so i'm charging one percent for each transaction mm-hmm. yeah and that is basically the business model with an addressable market of how many billions of people <laughs> which is what what's the what's the african population right now uh 1.2 billion 1.2 billion yeah yeah and, and that's just african population you're talking about yeah right yeah. so yeah and yeah so that was that is my target for this project or even if it's not this project just bitcoin in general i'd like to see at least 10 percent of the african population using bitcoin on a daily basis so let's be yeah let, let's be realistic let's just say a hundred million people. Yeah, that is the number. There, right. Mm. Out there out there with a cell phone is going to um be more than interested in this. And like you said, you know, th- this is not a new concept to these people. Having mm. used this kind of uh, technology before and these kind of payments before, it, there's no barrier to entry to to helping them understand you you can receive money over like your your cellular phone via SMS. That's already done. People already know this. Yeah, mm-hmm. most Man. definitely. This is incredible. Do you, have you ever applied for? Um, do you know of Geyser Fund? G E Y S E R. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I applied when it was still open. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. So... I don't know what's the happening. Yeah, with the updates. So. Yeah, the yeah, it, it's it's being it's all it's all being processed uh, at the moment. So, okay. uh, but I'm glad I'm glad you did, uh, you know, um, check in for a grant there. But also, are you running mm-hmm. a live project on there that the plebs can can help fund you with? And not currently. Yeah, um, I probably should set up a project for the translation thing. Um, that I was telling you earlier because that's actually like a non-profit and yeah uh, sadly I haven't given it enough attention ever since I started with uh, the USSD project right? mm-hmm. so yeah I probably should uh, when is this episode going up? I'll try and get it out tonight so that'll oh, okay. be yeah, okay. today okay. time of recording 30th of August so if you're listening plebs keep an eye on Geyser Fund um, just, just mm-hmm. follow Geyser on Twitter uh, I would honestly, mm-hmm. mate, uh, I would create a project for any of your projects, create, a, you know, um, do one for the uh, translation, do one for um, pushing forward this uh, SMS model and anything else you're working on, because mm-hmm. the plebs are thirsty bishes for trying to, you know, come forward and help grassroots movements like what you're doing. I'm sure there's a bunch of guys out there that would be more than happy to send over 25 50 bucks whatever worth of satoshis into your fund uh just mm-hmm. to keep you building just to keep you you know like um able to keep building this out we love it honestly it's get Thank it you. listed get it listed and uh, we'll mm-hmm. shout from the rooftops i'll help you retweet it out um i'll send you some sats as well and uh yeah let's let's make this thing happen i think it's doing incredible work it's been it's been amazing to to get to meet you uh i'm gonna have to ask you the final question though uh we've got about eight minutes left okay if you had one orange pill left to give to somebody who would you give it to and why yeah um probably my mother or father, either or, right? Um, specifically because I strongly believe hyper Bitcoinization starts at home. Right? So <laughs> if if this Bitcoin thing becomes whatever it is that we think it could become, it would be a sad, sad world uh, to not see my own family participate in it, right? So yeah, uh, part. Actually, even projects like these have just been my attempt at orange pilling uh, my own p- parents, right? So, yeah, um, so far, so good. Uh, 
they seem to be speaking way positively about Bitcoin with each passing day, right? And yeah, so can't wait for the day she's just like, yo, uh, I'm stacking sets and staying <laughs> humble. <laughs> I lo- you've got some time. I mean, you're a young man, right? Do you mind sharing your age? Oh, yeah, I'm 28. Oh, mate, that, how do we lose? How do we lose when we've got young guys like yourself on board, fully pilled, uh, you know, understanding mm-hmm. that the needs, looking at addressable market size for, you know, incredible mass adoption that you might be able to achieve with existing technology mm-hmm. and existing mindsets. Mate, uh, huge Huge kudos to you. I'm going to be following you very closely. Um, I'm going to be staying in touch with you as as, as much as I can. And um, I'll send anybody your way that mm-hmm. uh, might be looking to uh, invest in in any kind of these uh, projects. Um, let's tell the plebs, how, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, I think best uh, to either follow the Machangura page or account. Uh, you should see a Twitter link on the website which is eight triple three dot mobi and that's eight the statement the standard bitcoin port at dot mobi and you should find the twitter link there which is machangura eight triple three and yeah the other way yeah i think also following the exonumia page as well which is exonumia africa and that the url is exonumia dot africa but Due to how I set up the webpage, you probably will not find the link to the Twitter. I should actually fix that when I get uh, the time um, so that you also find the Twitter link to that. But yeah, those are the two projects that you should be following uh, if you want to keep keep up with what I'm doing, Exonumia and Machankura. All right, brother. Well, I'll make sure like the, the, the title of your show always has the Twitter handle of the person that I've been speaking to, so they can come find you straight there at Twitter. And I'll put the uh, the other links cool. in the show notes. Uh, love it, mate. Um, thank you for everything you're doing in the Bitcoin space. Uh, thank you for giving up your time and coming on and mm-hmm. sharing. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, following this closely and, and hopefully meeting you one day. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, thank you for having me and enjoy the rest of the day. You too, brother. Take care. Stop, stop. Um, <laughs> you bullish? Are you bullish? Do you have a lump in your throat? Uh, <laughs> this kid's 28. Oh my god. How do we lose? If you are uh, ever, ever doubting your conviction, into what Bitcoin is, what it stands for, what it's going to become, what it is potential. The the millions, billions of people it can help. Always go back and listen to this episode. I mean, go. I can't imagine what it's going to be like to listen back to this in five years' time. This is just the beginning. And this is just one dude building. Goodness knows what else is going on out there. This is what happens in bear markets. When you're not distracted by the noise and the shiny lights of, yeah, we're at 100k, let's go have a big party on a yacht. Like, when when we're in these positions, this is where the magic happens. This is where the building blocks get set in place for the next set of adoption, the next set of user experience, the next set of privacy tools, the next set of hardware wallets, the next set of whatever whatever hasn't even been thought of yet it's being thought of right now and i mentioned geyser fund there towards the end make sure you go and check it out there are some great projects on there that you can fund as a pleb just 25 50 bucks whatever it is if there's something there that you're really interested in and you just want to show some uh, commitment or kudos to it's such an easy way to do it it's for plebs built by plebs and it's bitcoin only funding and this is how we win. Uh, this is how we keep the VCs away from, you know, young men like um, uh, Kotatsu here. Uh, it's so important. So, you know, don't forget that. And uh, let's let's keep a focus on why we're here and, and help the builders who are out there that, that need our, just our encouragement. 
Guys, like 25 bucks of Satoshis randomly, anonymously turning up in someone's phone because from across the world, you know, from a continent that you thought never even had a sideward glance at you ever, you have no idea the difference this makes to people and how it inspires them to go ahead and, and keep on building. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, uh, Machankura uh, Kotatsu, for what you're doing, brother. Um, if you guys want to head over and support the show sponsors, you know who they are. It's Swan Bitcoin, it's Re- Relay, it's Coin Corner, and it's uh, Shift Crypto. Stack safely with Shift Crypto. Um, head up to conferences, get across to Amsterdam, come say hi. Get across to Liberty in our lifetime in Prague. And uh, if you want to get across to the West Coast, go hang with the whole Swan Bitcoin team at the Pacific Bitcoin Conference. I've run out of music again, but that's no problem. Uh, if you want to buy a book, we were talking about uh, translating books today, how important that is. Uh, Consensus Network have got you. You don't ever have to touch Amazon again for many of your favorite Bitcoin books. Uh, so go and check them out and you can use code Bitten for a 10% discount and use SATS for an even further discount. And if you want some really cool merch, some streetwear merch, head over to Ungovernable Misfits and use the code Bitten at checkout for a 10% discount. That's brought to you by Mr. Crown and Max, who runs the Bit by Bit pod. They are excellent Bitcoiners producing great merch for us to uh, to start wearing and uh, checking each other out at, at these conferences that we're going to. So I'm going to leave it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I look forward to the next show. Take it easy.